hit me. Episode 351. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek. You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio boy. Yeah, podcasts are great. They are wonderful. They're amazing. They're even better when they're actually going out on the internet the way you want. Hey, everybody. Welcome another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. And my name is Trent. Uh, if you want to take part in the program, you can one of many ways. After the fact, on that terrifyingly now-owned platform known as Twitter, what could they do, Trent? Right? Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, you can just use the hashtag NetHeads. Not unlike longtime listener uh, Randy Chang, uh, who proposed the question a few days ago, uh, what uh, social meds is the future with with Twitter going the way it is? I have no uh, idea. My my response was, uh, I don't know. I basically only use Goodreads now. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's honest to God truth. I think I spend more time in goodreads than i do any other platform oh that is just amazing that is just amazing um of course yeah hashtag netheads and uh we can chat to us at any time whether it's uh live in the chat you know maybe stay in the chat if you want to talk live but for after the fact yeah hit us up on uh on the twitter hashtag netheads that is all it takes uh and also uh, obviously we have not been around for a while and trent um, why don't we tell them the reason why since, you know, I totally forgot you told me this last time, but coincidentally, I didn't bother you the month of November. So it all paid off. Uh, how things been? Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, I made the, uh, well, we, we did devotion championship wrestling decided to do its, uh, own pay-per-view and we, uh, sold it through fight TV and um, I mean, I, I I found people to be caught camera operators, um, and other than that, everything else was uh, all on yours truly. Uh, sound, uh, mixing, uh, video direction, switching, everything, and we pulled it off in the two hours that uh, we had been given for the time to the T. So that was that was what was most important. Not going over. Well, I'm glad to hear that the uh, the pay-per-view went well, that it went as was intended and uh, that it was a success, especially just given the everything of everything going on there. I mean, that is just oh. it's it's a lot of a, it's a lot of stuff to, to deal with. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's so much stuff that like you don't even anticipate uh, that, that's going to pop up and, and bite you in the ass or, you know, um, or just a lack of communication from, you know, what's happening next and between the, the ring announcer and not, not, you know, giving enough time for the, the, um, the VTR to play through. So it looks fine live, but not, or, you know, for the live audience, but not for the, those watching live on, on paper, just little stuff like that. Um, and honestly, like, I have to say, I think the most for, for a live production, 
there there can be no amount of um overkill I, like whatever you spend on uh, internal communication devices be it uh you know headsets or dedicated uh party lines whatever it might be there's there is no amount that is too much to spend on that because it is the that is what will make or break a live production i think yeah exactly man uh you gotta you know there's only one there's no other way to put it uh you got to be able to know you have to have the confidence that when you are putting your hands on your camera even in a multi-camera shoot for example you need to know nobody else is moving at the time or you at least have one stable angle that you can rely on but even in those times you might be setting yourself up for a good shot but you need to know that you're coming out of a stable shot when you're doing that and uh how did you uh but but uh, aside from communication tools what did you do to um what did you do to, to to do this big production man yeah yeah so so um uh all of my i only have two i uh two of the so i i only did a four camera shot uh two on the sides on shoulders and then uh, uh, uh just a static non-moving uh wide shot the you know my my oh shit cam as i call it and then uh a pan zoom at the back and um i ran them all into sdi cables and then ran them all into um my uh roland uh mixer and then so i was mixing the shots uh, or at least making all the cuts uh outside of the obs stream and then i sent i used obs to encode and send to uh fight i i still i still can't believe that but i also think it's incredibly awesome and really tells tales of the way of the tech that's available to people now you you mixed and ran out video for a pay-per-view event and you did it using open broadcast software yeah yeah it's it's crazy like 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 obs is like the vlc right as far as like like industry standards go um i i think there's no probably just media player but that's more bulletproof than vlc in the same way and everything that i've worked with be it uh be it kaltura wirecast um all the others for 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 just sending a, a, a steady stream at a steady rate um obs is it really crushed it for me i'm Right, you're welcome. Uh, glad to hear that. Um, glad to hear that that it, it went so well because I know those types of things. Yesterday, for example, uh, Kevin Smith was doing a live Q and A. He streamed out to his channel uh, after having airings of Terrifiers one and two at uh, Smodcastle Cinemas, and josh roush had to coordinate all this now usually he's used to shooting live events but in this he's now got to not only shoot a live event but now he's also got to send it out he's had experience in this i'm not saying he was a novice but still even in the brief amount of time that he had because i think they got on prem at about 8 a.m and they were going at 11 p.m or later but still you know same day that's freaky and he had to set everything up, but the final uh, linchpin into his setup, OBS. OBS, yeah. And so, and so, what I found, and I think this is the case with any um, software you're using to to uh, encode and send, is to make it do as little work as possible, so it can just focus on that one thing. And that's why I brought in my external um, 
mixer so that I could do all the cuts and everything. So I was just sending one stream the whole time. It, it's it's not like, or well, obviously it's in one stream, but I was only bringing into the computer itself uh, one channel, one video channel, one audio channel, and all that was being mixed before it even got into the computer. And I think that, uh, I don't know, it was a, it was a constant rate at, at the height of their specs that they wanted, and they said it was at that at their height the whole time. What was your what was your final delivery point though? So what was your la- last uh acquisition? Were you just doing like VDI or did meaning were you sending a digital network single across the network to a certain point for deliver capture and delivery or were you using hard media for like an HDMI out to uh yep, to yes. de- for program delivery? Yep, exactly. So I uh it was all uh, converted to SDI from the cameras, um, then into HDMI into the mixer, and then from the mixer it went in via you guessed it the old fashioned El Gato. <laughs> wait, so you're telling me? Yeah, dude. You're telling? I wait. I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. You're telling me uh, because uh, first of all, uh, one of the people or two of the people interacting tonight, uh, interacting. Uh, with us, uh, Zach Byerly and uh, Michelle Cuzo, uh, both of which are also one of our Patreon supporters. And so you're telling me that the the I'm assuming I could be wrong, but the uh, the Elgato US or B stick that we uh, they got you through uh, support on our Patreon at, at Ed's on Air over there. You're telling me you were able to use that for the pay per view as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that that was the that was the one point that I brought everything into the computer. Um, Dude, and I, shit, dude, that thing is so bulletproof. Like, I know you can find those ones, like, on Ally Express for, like, $15 or whatever. But, like, uh, and and at work, we've had a couple of those cheap ones, and they crap out pretty quickly. That guy is bulletproof to the point where I've got pretty much all of Utah State University has just, like, bought them all up, and that's all they use now. Yeah. They are. They're bulletproof. They're they perfect. are. Yeah. It's And for those of you who are wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about a an HDMI capture device that all you need is i believe a usb 2 or is it usb 3 which one is blue it's it, 2.1 it, or something right yeah it's it's 2 uh it'll it'll run on 2 but 3 is best yeah and I, yeah and so that's all you need in order to bring some type of video signal into your computer now because it's 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 read by uh the windows operating system yep. system at the least as a native camera so it's driverless yep. issues you're just in it to win it. And Trent, I don't mean to take such a hardcore left off of a great tech conversation happening on a tech podcast, but yeah. you got some, uh, for those of you that can see the signal, you got some serious action going on there. And it looks like you, you have an addition to the family. Yeah. Um, uh, so for longtime listeners will remember, uh, Sherman. Uh, so, uh, the, the guy there that's on his back, uh, uh that are watching the stream, uh, that's, that's Gus. And he is, uh, the, the woman who I got Sherman from that, that is, uh, her grandson's dog that they just had a, a baby and two dogs already. And so they needed, uh, a place for that puppy to go that, uh, would have more attention given to it. So who, who better than the, uh, perpetual single guy. <laughs> and the cool part is, man, I'm not going to lie. Uh, his puppiness has brought out a whole new, like, uh, juventude in uh, Lurch uh, to the point where like they're it's like having two puppies now. Awesome, man. Well, I mean, 
awesome to a certain extent, but, but it is nice when you have one young dog that helps one of your other dogs, uh, be young again, if you will. Right. Yep. Totally. Totally. Well, congratulations, man. Um, let me, uh, take such great news and completely ruin it for a moment if you don't mind you know no, i i wouldn't even say ruin it i would say you know uh just just the good with the bad and and you know all, all life is what it is i got a whole lot to throw at you now our, our patreon supporters have already heard about this because they got their exclusive podcast uh where you know i don't want to say a grown man may have been crying but a grown man may have been crying trent um Last time we were actually doing the podcast, it was our Halloween show, and the big concern was that that Winston was having an upset stomach. Well, very long story short, after a two-week journey, unfortunately, it was actually a neurological situation, and he was losing the ability to utilize muscles, uh, first for his esophagus, and then it was creeping to the face, and um, I definitely can say that we tried everything we could uh, to, to, for him to get better, but unfortunately we lost him. And it was, uh, one of the other reasons why I'm very glad we, we didn't really intend to, to podcast very much last month because I, I was not in the headspace. Um, as a matter of fact, no joke. Uh, I don't think I've ever been this upset over the loss of a pet. And I do believe that it was getting to a point where even my wife might have been getting a little concerned because she really thought perhaps maybe I should have a grief counselor at a, at one point because I would, much in the same way from when you lose a loved family member, I would just suddenly break down. Even, and I, I would love to say it's gone, but even uh, just this uh, yesterday or the day before, uh, to be obnoxious, I put on Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. Um <laughs> And then uh, there's that one stupid like line, all I want under the, is something all I want under the Christmas tree. And then I thought this is the first year from the past two years that we, I wasn't going to get my picture of Winston under the tree and lights. And that really hit hard. But, um, the one thing I will say is that, uh, I have found something, a, a truth about myself out as well. So there is some growth and some some learning opportunities from all of this. And I learned, Trent, when I, uh, depending on the emotional connection I have with the pet, I suffer from a little thing I might call rebound. Um, <laughs> because we unexpectedly, unexpectedly lost our uh, miniature pincher one year. Uh, yep. Unexpectedly and tragically. And then, you know, within... A relative number of weeks, we had another miniature pincher puppy in the house. Um, It's not that I'm seeking to replace the pets as much as just fill a void, right? And I had wanted a corgi for so long. And it just so happens that our groomer used to be a breeder. Long story short, Trent, I'd like everyone to meet Benjamin. He is a uh, another Welsh... uh, uh, Pembroke Welsh Corgi. He is more considered of a red. He is also considered a fluffy, meaning uh, he has very long hairs and he is going to look more like a Corgi with a long, luxurious coat or some type of illegitimate cousin to our Samoyeds because uh, their coats are going to be very similar. And uh-huh. he will be actually coming home this uh, Friday. So, like, um, uh, it, it'll be fun to watch him grow it in, into his fur and everything. Cause like, it's all like, he's like a long, all, at least from what I've seen, looks like a long haired version of, um, 
oh shoot, what's the the corgi's name on Cowboy Bebop? I I don't know of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah. That, there's that that was my that was actually my first introduction to the breed was through the cartoon. But like, <laughs> it's funny. Um, uh, James Harriet, the author of All Creatures Great and Small, of which the television series uh, was based, uh, just probably the most famous vet um, of the 20th century. Uh, he he writes that. Um, there is you never get over the loss of a pet and and he's dog oriented so he's talking about dogs and but he did say that the uh best thing you can do is to get another dog um and it, and it, it's not replacing anyone it's helping and he sees it as as a way of remembering your old pet because through the new experiences that you have with with a with another dog with a new dog that will spark the memories from your old dog. And as long as those memories are still being sparked, that dog will never die. I like that. I'm going with that. Um, yeah, especially I, it makes sense to me. Like, well, I mean, like, I, let me, I don't, I, I feel like I'm recounting a story. Some people have already heard potentially, but l- let me just give you what I would really try and be the condensed version of the story. So yeah. this unfortunately happened on a Saturday and one of the first calls I made was, and it's, it seems like the strangest phone call to make, but I was very conscious of the fact that our groomer loved Winston as well, loved seeing him and that the Samoyeds had a grooming appointment a week from that day. I, that is what I knew. And I, so I instantly knew in my current state and, and very much predicting my grief reaction, I, I straight up, um, called our breeder second after I told my family that it was time. And I called the breeder second just to leave a message and say that. And and then I, uh, I, I called her back. I think when I got home just to say, Hey, uh, apologies for the emotional message, but obviously very raw. So skip ahead. I don't want to say it was, it was that Saturday night. It may have been into Sunday. And I don't want to say that you know, my my knowledge of the internet and my experience as an IT security professional made it very easy for me to locate my breeder's phone number. Uh, But I literally reached out and said, hey, just out of curiosity, do you know of any reputable breeders? Do you know of any um, and do you have any advice? Because I'm already heading down a dangerous trajectory looking at, at, for example, this breeder. And a lot of what you can find it, you need to be very careful about, yes. I don't want to say you need to be very careful about the breeder because regardless of what you do, there are puppies still being born. Um, but right. there are certain things that you do want to look out for because you, we don't want to support backyard breeding. My very own Samoyeds come, came from a place where the animals were being hoarded in, in an effort to keep a puppy mill going or just out of loss or, but you know, there were a lot of Samoyeds at that farm. So, uh, there are things to look out for. And I wanted to make sure I wasn't making a commitment and making a horrible, horrible mistake. And that's how we got to Benjamin. That's, that's the very distilled version, but I was literally reaching out to my groomer offline through not authorized channels just to say, really sorry to bother you, but please, please stop me before I make, do something dumb. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and uh, Michelle Cuso wanted to point out that Ron was the Corgi in Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yes, Ron. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. And uh, Michelle's um, new puppy has a very uh, close resemblance to Gus. Um, Although Gus is not a full Bernese Mountain Dog, he is uh, 
half uh, Bernie's, half Pyrenees. Mm -hmm. And 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 uh, I hope one of the things I would like to say to Trent, just because we've known each other for more than a decade now, is that I hope at the time you had to lose Sherman, I hope that I conveyed what you deemed as an appropriate amount of respect because you know when it came down to it um there was a, a time where i thought i was going to have to make the decision from a financial standpoint of you know will will continuation be for me or for him uh or you know are we exceeding practical use of money i think we should put benjamin off of the screen now uh, talking about this yeah um <laughs> But yeah, because still not no, not that dog. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> for those of you watching, uh, I, but um, you know that was one of the things you had to face. It was quality of life and the economic prospects of yes. the future. So I hope that at the time you went through that that loss, I hope I conveyed the appropriate amount and, and kind words of sentiment because. When you come to that point, it's one of the worst. I mean, when they tell you it's the inevitable, that's one thing. But right. if it's the, you know, it's not inevitable, but it's it's going to there's going to be a lot of complications and it's going to be yep. which I believe my my own vets were trying to tell me uh, at the beginning of what turned out to be the two weeks of being Winston's hospice nurse. So, you know, you know, they tried to convey it was going to be a lot of work. And I think they this doctor may have had a suspicion and thought the writing was on the wall, but yeah, I don't know. Well, but I, but I hope I did, Trent. And 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 like how like that to me as well. There uh, is is a good indication of a, I mean, just like a mechanic, a vet has the potential to really take advantage of of customers, of clients, and and like that's why I. I knew when I went through all that stuff with Sherman, like these guys are awesome because they didn't pressure me at all one way or the other. They just, they just gave me the facts and, and tried to be as, as, you know, um, as uh, understanding and nice, but not like, well, if it was my dog, there was none of that stuff involved. Like, but, but they were very upfront and honest about like everything. And like, because like, think about it, man, if, if you were a vet and you were uh, uh, just a, a shitty person, you could freaking just just fleece people nonstop for money because they're our, they're like our kids, and so we're gonna do anything we can to like oh sure we give them this and that and the other and like well Trent uh, I think I can and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the camera on you for this even though I'll be talking because you know I want to see this as well but you know there are two uh, there are two words that no pet owner especially from a financial standpoint, want to have to face, but also, you know, from your pet standpoint, but also from the financial aspect. Now I'm going to cut to you. And those two words are emergency vet. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's what I expected. <laughs> and and, yep. and you're like, oh, Lord, no. Uh, and I'm not going to say how much we, we spent uh, trying to make sure Winston was comfortable and the, and the like, but uh, this is the first time I've ever had a vet send me a bouquet of flowers. Again, that's how you know that you're in the right place, right? Like, like someone that like, uh, that like sends out that, like that little personal touch. Well, uh, there are some personal touches. They also will do, which I never appreciate. I refer to them as the rattlesnake in the mailbox and that's when uh, you're not expecting it and they send you a, a grief card, uh, you know, a condolences card. And it's got that stamp of your pet's paw in there, you know, yeah. just, 
look, if, if you're a vet, don't, don't do it. Unless the customer requests it, don't do that. Yeah. It's okay yeah. to send a condolences card, but. Absolutely. Yeah. But the, 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 the paw print from, from the past is, that's a lot to process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but enough about all that. So, so there is a happy ending and. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, I mean, I, are you already calling him things for short? Like, like, like Benji, Ben, uh, well, Benji uh, is Benji is how we came to the name. Now, those uh, to try and also make a very long story short, because there are so many other things I wanted to talk about today. Um, the name we first first we started on Teddy, but even then I could tell it wasn't really locked. Then, of all things, my daughter was referencing a scene from the original Pitch Perfect where. Uh, one character whose name is Benji comes out and does something. And she's like, Oh, it's like Benji. And I'm like, Benny. Or I said, Benji. And then I said, wait, Benny. And the moment I said, Benny, that came out because Benny could also be short for Benjamin. Benji could be short for Benjamin. So yeah, those are a lot of names in play, but my breeder also loved it because she has a, a name, a nom de plume, if you will, for yep. each huh? litter. Right. And in that she likes to try and tie that name into the formal fancy AKC yep. names that they right. make, yep. right? They do. They do. Yep. And so this uh the breeder's name, uh her her uh location, whatever, it's it's Gwendolyn's, okay? So and I'm only saying this not as a plug or a promo, but because if right. I, I, I gotta stick with the whole thing or I'll forget all of it. Um and so this was the my litter, which when you're st uh, Facebook stalking somebody really makes no sense. But then you learn it's the naming convention. And right. so because I was going with Benjamin, I'm like, well, I know the perfect my term, which is where's my money. So it's Gwendolyn. <laughs> his formal name is Gwendolyn's Where's My Money. And in short, Benjamin <laughs> or in the summarized name, Benjamin. <laughs> Of course, referencing the, the greatest of all internet videos ever made. Um, uh, funnier dies. Uh, where's my money, bitch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here comes the landlord. Oh, is that God, the one you're talking about? Funny. Was it the landlord? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. Oh, and, and like from my standpoint, that was the first viral thing I've ever I was ever aware of, I think, that I knew yeah. to call it viral. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that we could see from like the from like ground zero to to internet infamy yeah definitely i want where is that kid in, i'm sure somewhere there's already some type of documentary or something that's been produced about where his his because wasn't it his like his producing partner's daughter i have I no idea yeah and they i believe it was and they and the, it all came about because they learned that you could give her you could say something and she would pair it right back but not retain anything of it and they're like oh let's do this so is that Adam McKay's daughter? I maybe I could be wrong though. Interesting. Okay. Because yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure Funnier Die was uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's like brainchild, or or at least financially. It, it, it was, was it was one of the Gary Sanchez products, I believe. Yeah. Uh huh. For yeah. sure. Um, but you know, I'm not here to uh, I'm not here to to recount internet history to anybody. Yeah, if you want if you if you want a good recount of internet history, just go to Internet History, the YouTube channel. It's amazing. Inter <laughs> internet historian, I think it's called. Uh, or the Internet Archive too. There's another. Yes. But but I mean, if you want to summarize story, I go back and look at old domains sometimes in Internet Archive because uh, I guess I've got no life. There there have been there have been sites that I was really happy with, and I remembered like uh, 
doing something special with the CSS and stuff, but like I didn't have a, a saved copy of it. So I went back through the internet archive, uh, the way, way back machine uh, to pull that uh, CSS and HTML so that I could, you know, have it. Very nice, man. Very nice. You know, I'm, for those of you not looking at the video, I'm currently wearing a new custom Spider-Man Santa hat that I uh, that I made and so did it in myself, Trent. And but the funniest part about it is that I the red fur that I got, I real because it's a part of me. For po- those listening to the podcast that don't see the picture, uh, I unlike a conventional Santa hat, the areas you could expect to be white, the band and the fuzzy palm on the end are in fact a fuzzy red, and it is more of a blue velour for the hat itself. And um, I, 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 when I got it, I did not realize the fur that was on it was like roughly three inches. So I had to play barber shop with this. I was just looking over and realized I've got like a, a Clark Kent almost swirl coming down for some hairs that I missed trimming. Yeah. Now, now how does one go about trimming faux hair? Because I, I, I'm assuming it's it's like you, synthetic. You, like... you son of a bitch. I said I wasn't going to say this when, when, I, I, when I, I laughed about it beforehand. I'm just saying like, because like, you have like sewing scissors and you have like hair cutting scissors. They're very different. Yes, Will. I have. I, I have a set of clippers that are used to trim hair that I was using at like 12, 15 at night last night with this thing inside of a garbage bag in an attempt to curtail some of the gazillion red hairs that have now migrated all over the goddamn house. Well, and the, and the hard part is like, at least with like, you know, human hair, right? Like, or, or dog hair, any, any, you know, biological fabric uh you can use clippers that have like a gauge so you know exactly how long you're getting so you you had to eyeball this then yeah i had to eyeball it and i i there was no gauge on it i did not go for a minimum length which i probably should have but well let's just say these trimmers i was uh these clippers i was using they don't really have a wide gate i actually you know come to think of it i do have a set of electric trimmers upstairs as well from when i used to maintain some semblance of hair but but you know and those were down to ones and twos but uh, that's right. neither here nor there. Uh, but anyway, so I I I made this uh, this new hat. I sewed it it myself, and I'm kind of proud of it. But obviously, there's still some areas to trim. Trent, I know we don't know where our new and future social media site will be. You know, I don't know if we're gonna hive. I don't know if we're gonna do this or do that. Uh, but Sometimes the social media that we do have when it's not in the hands of somebody scary, which, by the way, if I could just take a moment, I'll forget about that other story now. Uh, But if I could just take a moment, isn't it interesting to see what happens when you have a communication tool that is so widely used that there are government agencies that have automation built to rely on providing notifications to their citizens isn't it terrifying when it when you suddenly realize that's all just in the hands of one individual now? Yeah, yeah, and and who is not afraid to flex his uh, his in, in a demonstration his own power? Yeah, it's that's that's kind of terrifying. But I mean, there are literally government agencies that built tools to help establish communications and work yeah. with the citizens. And wow, anyway, so that's well, which and 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 like it's 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 interesting because like. In its inception, as it was a way to post things to the internet via SMS, 
that would be that makes for perfect integration for alerting people uh it, you know citizens and and the and whatnot but uh since mass texts are now illegal uh and have to be sent one at a time uh the government can't do that yeah so yeah they have to go to another a third party or something and yeah yeah it's who knows man uh it's yeah Ugh. it's crazy times man it's crazy times it is it is at that and uh, just I would just encourage people to do just the smallest <clears throat> amount of Googling to find out where Elon Musk got his fortune from. Uh, he's not a self-made man, people. Oh, and no. Where, where his money came from is a very, very bad enterprise. However, hashtag NetHeads on Twitter if you want to uh, <laughs> partake in the show. Um, yeah. You, you bring up a very good point. Um, but, you know, Trent, there are social medias that can actually do some good in this world. I know it's shocking, and I, and I know you're not going to believe me when I say this, but but actually TikTok does some good. It doesn't just make the random person in your neighborhood a star, right? Right. Sometimes it can have, oh, and I don't know if this was unintended or not, but it can have unintended great consequences. Now, there is a business in the suburbs of Illinois, of Chicago, right? And apparently, uh, Tacos Bout Joy, it's Tacos and then Bout, B-O-U-T, and then Joy, uh, opened recently. And I believe one of the owner's daughters did a TikTok, and it was simply from her perspective of sitting in the booth with her feet up. So you see her feet, and then it pans over to a person, and then she says, so sad to see my mom just sitting here waiting for customers, right? That's the TikTok the girl put out. That was the extent of it. Didn't go into, I don't believe anyway, it went into like any backstory or anything just beyond that. Then... Another person on TikTok, well, first that starts to make the rounds and then people that are, would be considered influencers on the platform start echoing that. Like one of them I followed. This is kind of how I got to this story. I got to see them talk about it. Then I saw the original video. Then a food influencer, while that blows up overnight, decides they will go there and be the first person to go for that day. They want to be the first customer. So now the yeah. exposure starts like falling even more from there. This was like two or three days ago. Now they are completely and utterly slammed. And, and I saw a follow-up video like after the second day of their exposure and going viral where the daughter or one of the people was crying and the daughter was pointing out this is the first time they had been able to pay themselves since opening. Oh, geez. Which, as that, a proprietor, yeah. you understand yeah. completely. 100%, dude. Yeah. yeah. So that was a – sometimes social media can do good. And it's funny because like – um, it, it's, it's good because it taps into very human, um, conventions, right? Like, like, like very human responses that we, that otherwise, you know, how, how would you even reach that many people? You know what I mean? You wouldn't like, no. or it would take so long for that story to be picked up by traditional media, if at all depending on what else it was running against that day. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty rad. In fact, it wasn't it. TikTok as well that um uh like got a bunch of people to purchase uh or or at least to um 
tie up tickets to certain rally political rallies, and so the end oh, yeah. being mass yeah. mass empty there. Like, and, and it was it's a very like mobilizing platform as far as getting people to do shit. Trent, it, it wasn't just. Let me tell you, it wasn't just TikTok. It was K-pop fans on TikTok. I mean, in the yeah. ultimate waha. We gotcha. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, so yeah, it's, it is amazing the way they can do this. And, and pointing out Leslie H talking on uh, YouTube saying, "Yes, love how TikTok revived the place just in time for Christmas." Exactly, and, and it, it's a very human struggle. And when it comes, you never really think about how you can help somebody just because you know what I'm going to go get some tacos. You know what I mean? You don't think about. It's just your tacos. No, it's not. It's the place that made it and their story and, and their recipes and their struggle. And you never think, yep. I'm just going to do this one thing and I could be part of something. And then when you see that it's just that easy, it's just as easy as wanting a taco plate, a plate of three street tacos yep. that you can help make yep. a difference. Huzzah. You know what I mean? Well, and, and even if you're looking at it from like an economics uh, perspective as well like um i want I, it's been you know a few years since i looked it up but uh you know the the biggest box or, or the biggest you know store uh in america only puts i, I want to say 0.3 percent of its earnings back into its local economy 0.3 percent that's why you like, support local business right absolutely because then that that, that money is going to help you know, circulate around you and help people around you rather than um, a few people who uh, live very far away. Yeah, exactly. A, a corporate board that doesn't care at all. And they're trying to figure out ways to get people to be able to legally have less break time and more work time. <laughs> I yeah. love your reaction sometimes. But, you know, Trent, do I still have this button? Hold on a second. Let's see if I do. I don't think I do. Trent, Ooh. there's a lot going on right now. As a matter of fact, there are people that are watching this show and they're going, for the love of God, give me the info I want. I will, and I will do it. I will, but I, I will also do that immediately after I tell you about the gold chop. Trent, now I know you have some personal experience with this, as do I. I, uh, I, I, I've dabbled. I've dabbled. You know, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this show and you're looking at my background, then you're going, you know what? That guy might like the Marvel. And it's true. I do. But you know what? Maybe you're watching this and you're like, I'm watching it just to get something from this guy. And that's cool. And you're into the NFL. Maybe you're there. What if you were able to get a jewelry company that would allow you to represent your fandom while still looking good? The Gold Shop does that. From my perspective... They got the Marvels. You see the Marvel? And as a matter of fact, I am right now wearing Spider-Man's face, just like the one on my wall. <laughs> I've got that. And if I and if I didn't want to wear that, Trent, then I could also rock the Black Panther bling myself. Wakanda, Wakanda forever, Will. Exactly. And, and as a matter of fact, Trent, I know for a fact you also have a Captain America shield. Yeah, uh, a perfect replica, not unlike the one that's on your wall over your left shoulder. Will. Thankfully, yours is not made from foam, though. Anyway, no, folks, no, 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 no. yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, drill too into. But if you wanna, if you wanna save a little cash and you wanna check out some some uh, fine 
jewelry, then I'm going to tell you, you just go to, to that URL, thegoldshop.com. There's no o, o in it. So it's T-H-E-G-L-D shop.com. And uh, all you got to do is, is use the code GLDGNETHEADS. And you'll save some money, get a free necklace. It's something along those lines. I, I just really like it. I got gifted some of their stuff. And and it's it's something I like. And it's something I think is pretty cool. And we're coming up on the holidays. So go to that URL. Use that code, GLDGNETHEADS. Save some cash. Get some cool stuff. Represent who you are with the gold shop. Boom. Now, for those of you that are waiting for something else... Because during this show, during this live only, Trent, to, to teach the people why immediacy matters. Yeah, you like that, huh? It's happening now. Exactly. We're giving away a coat. Well, first of all, right now I'm on day two of my five days of giveaways on TikTok. So if you're following that Will Wilkins on TikTok or you go to netheads.com, netheadsonair.com slash giveaway. You can find out how you can still possibly win something. Like right after this show, Trent, and after I eat dinner, I'm giving away the AMC exclusive popcorn vessel from Doctor Strange and the uh, Multiverse of Madness. But you know what? I'm also not doing giving away this one. Yours will be wrapped in plastic. Don't worry. Uh, People are waiting because they're waiting for the secret word. Now, this secret word is only going to be able to be used right now don't go away from the show stick with us but if you go to netheadsonair.com slash giveaway and you use the phrase that pays my friends of elf lowercase all just elf that's all it is guys elf you'll get five extra entries to throw in there before we do the drawing video after this i don't do those live but if you're saying well will I'm not interested in that popcorn vessel. I've still got to give away the Thor Love and Thunder AMC exclusive one, which is a Mjolnir tin mounted in a rock. I have the Wakanda Forever vessel with the battery on un, un, not uh, exposed. So, cause it lights up, it's fancy. Uh, I've already given away a Khonshu Ushabti, a scene of Marvel's Moon Knight. Not one of the actual ones, it's a 3D print replica. But the big thing that I am giving away is a vector robot. <laughs> so, oh, oh, what did you say? No, uh, one of one of like these robots behind me. Uh, it's one of the first versions. We're giving away one of those two for the five days of giveaways. That's going to be the one that we'll probably give away on a live. And I messed up my dates. It's on the fourteenth because if you if it's five physical days and you start on the tenth, it's actually the fourteenth. So that's the day of the last giveaway. But even better, Trent. Even if somebody, everyone has a chance to win every single day. You won yesterday, don't care. You're back in the mix today. You win to yesterday and today. What kind of magician are you? You're still in it. So you could win any one of the remaining prizes, including the Vector Robot. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we're giving new opportunities every day to earn more entries. So that way, when I hit that little magic button that says pick winner, ba-boom. The only rule I want to remind everybody is that you want to make sure that you verify your email. Okay, there will be an email that arrives from the site into your spam, your junk folder, your main folder, your promotions, your updates. I don't know where it went. It's in there somewhere. It's going to be from netheadsonair at gmail.com. Make sure you validate your email because only validated email winners are passed on. I guess that's the best way to put it. So 
That's all, folks. Elf. Elf is the secret word you're looking for. So, Leslie, if you if you if you leave the program now, I completely understand. But hopefully, you'll stick around because we can still have more to talk about. So, Trent, the big question, the question on everyone's lips, their chap lips. Yeah. Will the groundhog see? No, that's not it. <coughs> Just kidding. Uh, by the way, also since we've last talked, I'm I'm still getting over bronchitis. Oh, geez, are you serious? Yeah. Uh, uh the title of the uh, pardon me for being very indelicate, folks, but the title of the special edition show that our Patreon only subscribers got was "Fuck November," and that's how I felt, pretty much. <laughs> I accept that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, because it was it was a. Uh, it was basically two weeks of taking care of Winston, uh, then one week of grief, then getting a cold, which slips into bronchitis right before oh. Thanksgiving. So my family has to have Thanksgiving here at home instead of with family because my other daughter also got sick and my wife and daughter were getting over a cold. So it's just, yeah, November could bite itself. But there's one thing that November did brought us, and I'm so excited that you are here to talk about it because I said, Trent, God damn it. If we're going to do this, you got to watch this. And one of the good things that we did get the day after Thanksgiving was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I appreciated, Trent, because it was everything that a holiday special should be. It wasn't too long. It had emotional, heartfelt stuff. And in this case, it was also sci-fi, so it was fantastic because I wasn't looking at a flying goddamn reindeer. I was looking at Drax and Mantis bouncing around Hollywood, for gosh sakes. So, yeah, um, and, and fitting in perfectly, mind you. <coughs> I, you know, uh, not for nothing, okay, but I think we all kind of know where Chris Pat Pratt's political and religious beliefs are, are, are centered, right? And, and, and you can also tell who, who has what star caliber, because really he's just at the beginning and the end, and then you've got the meat of everyone else. Um, yeah, the whole, the whole time I was thinking in my mind, I was, I was just creating like um, shot lists. So I'm like, okay, they spent a day shooting this. Uh, they spent two days doing this because you could bring in everyone in for that one day shoot. Oh, like and, the whole time. Yeah, and you know the Hollywood stuff was probably just the last stuff, which was the last day pickup for inserts. Yep, totally. Yep, yep. But but it was uh it it from a holiday special perspective, man, I really really freaking enjoyed it. Uh, but what I was saying is that, um, even though Chris Pratt wasn't directly involved, I mean. Mantis spoilers, by the way, all over this, guys. If you haven't watched it by now, come on, give me a break. Uh, so spoilers all over this. Uh, already we started getting into them, but now we're really going to kind of hit on a few of them. Um, I, I mean, Mantis and Drax literally in a Hollywood gay bar. Is that in not some way trolling Chris Pratt just a little bit, just a little? Uh, yes, <clears throat> it was awesome. Yeah, uh, but but overall, actually, you know, one of the things, too, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, one thing that, that has kind of continued on in these, because uh, Kevin Feige was very uh, adamant in slipping in that Wakanda Forever closes Phase 4 and the Guardian special. So it's sort of considered Phase 4. And since the Eternals came out, first we had a reference to Kingo Sr., I believe, in uh, Miss Marvel. 
Uh, and I think there was one other reference. And now in Guardians of the Galaxy, while they are going in the bar and while they are drunk on the street of the bar, if you look up, there is a an advertising billboard for Kingo's Christmas. So, oh, really? Yeah, I come on. Yeah, it's 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 right there. It was one of the first things I picked on. I'm like, oh my gosh! So it's nice to see that they kind of are still reminding us that there's some reason why they made the Eternals. Um, yeah, but the Christmas special itself, uh, it it was all kinds of perfect. I will, uh, I've said it once. I will say it numerous times. That Marvel special animation that tells you it's a Marvel Studios special is just so filled it, it's created and inspired with such nostalgia from my own childhood that when i see that i'm almost like instantly brainwashed to love whatever is about to follow uh right, but, yeah but this i thought was it was the most guardians of the galaxy possible holiday special that they could have made it has well, it, go ahead yeah everything no i was just gonna say and and it, it makes so much sense because it's it's all told through an interpretation of an interpretation, right? Like it's 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 removed, removed, removed. And um, like and it's perfect. It's perfect, and still captures the heart of Christmas. And and much in the same way that in Guardians Two, I did not realize that it starts with and is about the exact same story that you thankfully pointed out to me. Because first there is the protection of power sources from a higher being, and ends with protection of power sources from a higher being. Um, yeah. This one. Uh, the overall story is from the misinterpretation of information being passed on and it starts or it doesn't start off with but like the title sequence is literally the best christmas song ever created and it's and it's christmas is understood from somebody four times removed from what it is because yep. Beza Makatikarak, or whatever his name was, said that he learned it from, I think, Rocket, who learned it from Cosmo, who learned it from uh, from Craglin, who got uh -huh. it from Quill. So yep. the, like, that much of a daisy chain. And I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas Time is Here is literally my favorite Christmas song ever now. Yeah, it, it, and not only that, like... It's catchy as hell too. Like that could that could slip into any like uh, seasonal top forty radio play easily because it's just like as far as like the tune goes, it's catchy. It it definitely is. <laughs> Plus, you know, I don't think there's ever any other Christmas song you're gonna hear where the lyric of Mrs. Claus she works the pole and plans her man's demise. It's it's true, and uh, to to hear about a a uh, flamethrower wielding Santa Claus. It just warms my heart. Who's a master burglar and great at picking locks. And if you don't leave milk and cookies out, he will stick dung in your socks. In your socks. Yep. Or no, no, no. Pardon me. Yeah, that's it. But what's the other one, too? If you're on his naughty list, he'll shoot. If you're on his naughty list, he'll shoot missiles at your toes. I mean, how is it? This is literally the best song ever for Christmas, good. in my it's opinion. It's really good. It really and, is. And uh, equally, the song that it goes out on is really good, too. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, it's that's in in a way, that is how it is a, a most Guardians product still, because it is, again, the eclectic. It, it's set to the eclectic soundtrack ear of James Gunn. And this guy yes. is way more than Cameron Crowe is, is able to truly somehow tap into music that's either been a major part of the zeitgeist at some point or like in this case a bit of the more obscure 
while still being the amazing song choices that I just never would have seen com- coming. Uh, yeah, they even have the um oh there's there's a, a Blondie Christmas song that, that that only like you rarely ever hear that is played while they're in the club, I think. Oh my god, dude, I hear I don't know about I hear that song all the damn time. Do you? Okay, I think okay. it's either called Christmas rap or rapping presents. I Yeah, something like or, that. yeah, but yeah. Uh still uh, the soundtrack is great. I thought the character explorations were great. And it really kind of also part of the story, big time spoilers in this early on, it's revealed that Mantis uh, has not told Peter because of the way she is and her understanding of things. She hasn't told her that she's his half sister, that Ego was his father or her father. And it makes perfect sense, though, because even when we're introduced to her in Guardians 2 and that she's like a flea with a purpose, well, how did he, like, I I always ask the question in my mind because she's like, well, he found me. How did he find you? Because she was one of his his attempts at tapping into the source. Yep. So. uh, Yeah. But it was interesting, though, because. I say anything anything goes in your plot as long as you can make it make sense in that in that realm, right? And and she does she she's tells Drax perfectly and it made perfect sense to me why she hadn't told him and that was because she didn't want him to remember all that loss that came from her father every time she looked at him. Yeah. Or he looked at her. Like and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that make like I wouldn't want that either, like to, to force that on someone just just by my visage. Yeah, exactly. So, and 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 again, she is obviously a character with a very unique perspective and take on things because she was more than likely raised in Ego's world on we on Ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. and I and obviously from, but also because I was going to say it's obvious from her interactions with Drax, but also for the Christmas special, I don't think they could have picked two other characters better to represent the main body of the story totally and they play off each other like 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 uh like a jack lemons and walter Matthau. man it was perfect my favorite moment of television that i have seen in 2022 is literally mantis yelling at drax to get over the zarg nuts the energy and delivery of that line Boom. And oh God. And just like that Drax character, Dave Batista has just freaking like owned it to a whole level that like I'm I'm glad that that's you know additionally, you know, initially I was like, oh, I don't know if, if he's gonna be able it's perfect. It's so well perfect. The interesting thing that that uh Tony, Mr. Marvel, I pointed out to or reminded me about that is very interesting. If you think about uh which, you know, I don't know if you've seen Thor Love and Thunder yet. I've given up on you and trying to that's why I demand that you watch the media before we go on now. Um but in that, uh there is a moment in the beginning, the Guardians are present and Drax is in a vest. Uh, in this, he is in a vest and a Christmas jumper. And there are two things that we took away from when James Gunn was originally dismissed. Uh, he said that, you know, after his obligations, he's done with Drax. After James Gunn comes back, that story, I don't want to say it modifies, but then we also learn that he's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'd still be done with it because the physical demands of the character at my age are make it unattractive for me to do. And now... Drax is always dressed. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, in fact, in the in the last sequence, 
he's wearing a uh, uh, Christmas shirt, cat laser eyes. Christmas laser cat shirt. Yeah, it's it's yeah. A, it's a great Christmas yep. jumper uh, sweater. I don't know why I keep calling him jumper. I'm on this side of the pond, that's, for gosh sakes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what the Brits call it, right? Ah, you know me. I'm just one of them Anglophiles, but I'm not going to do the but, accent and be insulting. But, but, but a jumper here in the States is like a one-piece, like piece like outfit right i mean dude let's not it's like soccer a, football come on man but like a lady's jumper i always thought was like pants and top together yeah it is it is or a romper i don't know man why are I we talking fashion look at how you're dressed look at how i'm dressed we shouldn't be discussing fashion for god's <laughs> sakes or clothing or no. perception of it um but will yeah uh, for, for me yeah they gave me uh, more of the character that I that that is like a top three for me in the Marvel universe, and they gave me more of this character, at least you know the the uh, MCU's version of it, uh, than I think we may have had elsewhere, and I am gratefully appreciative of it. And that is in Cosmo. <laughs> I, I would have I would have appreciated more of a practical dog. However. <laughs> <laughs> that said, and I just mean like an actual dog rather than yeah. You it's it's you can definitely tell the dog, not in a bad way, but like it's a CG dog. You can tell, yeah. You can tell exactly where it happens. But I would also agree because the character delivery is just awesome, and it it really is. And, and you'll be happy to know that Cosmo is part of the Guardians for the third installment. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, just yeah, as as an official member now, um, yeah, and and it's it's which which makes total sense too, especially as they are back at nowhere now, and if they're following you know past iterations of Cosmo, Cosmo is the like the longstanding chief of security uh, for the station, so makes sense. What and what's your take on them buying nowhere from the collector? What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> it. it, it couldn't sure. they have just? I mean, couldn't you guys have just had a condo there? Yeah, or 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 or, or like you know, yeah, it's fine. I Whatever. mean, the only thing I'm thinking is that when Thanos trashed the joint, he also burned up any material that would have been of value because that used to be a mining organization. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My. Yeah. It's it's a straight up like, uh, space station now, and it kind of looked that way too because there's uh more. Um, a, the lighting was a lot better than it was uh, previously uh, to show that it's a lighter area now or like, you know, like in bre in like levity, uh, but also like it's all like goods based. There's a lot of trading, a lot of shipping going on in the backgrounds. In fact, like it looks like um, Quill is just like signing off like shipping invoices. Oh, uh, yeah. In that scene or whatever. Like so it does. It looks like it's a full on like like deep space uh, just station now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, but still, now that the Eternals have happened and we're all aware of the Celestials, it's right. not necessarily probably the best place to have a base of operations inside no. the head of a former one. No, gosh, no. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, and one other thing, too, that, that it's kind of nice about, if you think about it from a writing standpoint for the whole Mantis is Peter Quill's sister, that is definitely something that they don't even have to reference in Guardians of Three, it Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. They don't. It's not something you have to mention. It's nothing nope. they have to come back to. So, like, I I literally have to wonder because I know, I, I well, no, I don't know, but I have I have to wonder which came first in that case. You know what I mean? As right. that being a plot point, is it just something we see in the special, or is it going to be something that somehow comes up in the next one? Who knows? Yeah, I don't. 
But from um, a writing also, I, from a writing standpoint, they don't have to reference it again. No, yeah, exactly. It's 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 a nice aside to to throw in like, oh yeah, plus you know, or or um, apologetic like justification in our minds. That's why he's going so easy on her for messing up because they're they're siblings or whatever. But um, uh, man, uh, Kieran Gillen or Karen, how do you pronounce her name? Karen Gillen, I think you got it right there. Okay, Karen, yeah. Or Gillian, I don't know which one. It, I don't remember. Yeah. Now you've got me. It's Karen Gillen. Stop getting in my head. Uh, <laughs> she just always crushes it as well. Like the casting for for Guardians is so good. Like, and she just like she's always like in, just embodying that character perfectly. In that the last scene when they're dancing, she's like kind of got a good move going on, and then she like throws in like this like robotic twerk like out of nowhere that like oh there's just so many like little pieces in in the character work that they throw in there that are total throwaway like don't don't matter at all but they're still doing it oh it has uh, the so way, much rewatching the way she yells you can't run from me bacon <laughs> oh man uh, it, it guys uh, if you haven't seen it sorry we spoiled it but if you have seen it go i i will be honest i have watched it at least four times since it dropped at least four and I, and I know you've watched it at least once. And it's only 45 minutes long. I think that is is what's is is what's important is you're not having to invest like a season. Oh man. It, right? That's the other thing I forgot to ask you about because the the Guardian special aside from yeah, no, the Guardian special aside from the trailer that ran for it, this is the first look at what this Groot looks like for everyone else. I was in Hall H, I got to see Swole Groot as I call him. But this is the first time everyone else got to see, like you know, Hulkbuster uh, Groot, if you will. What do you what What do you think about that body build on well, him? It's super interesting because they, um, I forget who it is. Someone references that he's just a kid. Oh yeah, that's one of the things that is canon, by the way. That but, but who, this I is a remember. new this is a new Groot. So it yeah, this Groot was grown. Uh, from a clipping if you will from yeah, the from, old group yeah. and that's Just why yeah and that's why in um infinity war uh Groot says to rocket dad as he's being dusted because that is his father unlike having yeah. a friendship with the previous one he is the father figure for this one yeah yeah and so which is it's just interesting though because when he's when he called him a kid because uh, the last time we saw Groot, I would have suspected that he was like in full on teenager mode. Well, especially if that's a well, we're, we've got to guess that. Oh God, now we're getting into time, right? But, so but that's, let, no, that it just kind of threw me off, and I can't remember who it was that said it. So if it if it was, but it it, it, it makes sense because it. if it's twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four in the MCU, they reference the actions of Guardians of the Galaxy being in twenty fourteen. So this is a ten year old Groot, yeah, basically yeah. at this point. Yep. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Oh, and, and the gift that he gets is great too. What did he from Peter? He got a uh, original Game Boy. Oh yeah, that's right. That was cute. The other thing I yeah. like that, of course, we don't see, but that I assume as I as I add my part of the narrative of the interpreted art. Uh, when Groot gifts everyone, first of all, there's a heart. When you go back and rewatch it, there is a heartbreaking take that they just add in, which is when he gets, when Groot is handing his gifts to everyone, when he gets to Nebula, she literally does this. And, and you realize if you watch that moment, you realize in that heartbreaking moment, this is the first time somebody has probably given her a gift. Like, like, like a no quid pro quo type. Exactly. Exactly. 
but the other thing that I add in in the backstory is that these amazing dioramas that he makes, in my mind, he grew them. He didn't. He didn't create. He didn't make them. Oh yeah. He grew them. That's my take. <laughs> um, I am guessing that there is one piece, the uh, in that gift exchange that we will see later on in in the mcu and that is the gift given to rocket yeah that that's an interesting one I, i'm assuming that's got to be an extra that was laying around or something because yeah. so, like like or or yeah I, I just like that's too specific of a thing not to be referenced later yeah i mean yeah there's some but that that's something they don't have to deal with until uh captain right. america new world order Right. Which is not, by the way, a mashup of, of the Captain America franchise and wrestling, as I have been explained. So <laughs> the wolf pack's not going to be dropping in. Yeah, exactly. I don't uh, make. Oh, and Leslie even points out Nebula makes me so sad. I'm glad she's getting much uh, such growth and attention. Yeah, me too. You know, it's because yeah. that is a, a so many of these characters. When you look at so many of our heroes stories, they are so damn traumatic. You know what I mean? But it's 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 cool though because there is a tendency for big, uh, you know, franchise names to not ever be able to experience growth uh, because it changes the character so much that you can't like you know you're being dis you can't do as much with them when when you like so for someone like Nebula who's kind of a smaller character and has a lot of potential for growth oh man they like give her her own special man or her own like TV series that would be awesome uh, well. Oh, Nebula, yes. Yeah, Somebody yeah. tried to give Kerrigan Gillen a series that didn't work in the U.S., but neither here nor there, Trent. Hey, man. What, what? Oh, you don't remember that? It was, I think the name of the TV show, if I'm not mistaken, was literally called Selfie. But it was, a, but it was a modern, modern take on My Fair Lady because it was a guy, I believe, trying to help a basically social media-obsessed millennial attempt to integrate into normal society if you will this was a television show yeah i think so selfie i yeah, think because i, I some well you just know that the pitch was literally it's just like what's the name of the show selfie oh we gotta run with that oh, yeah that's it's you know uh, throw out another buzzword viral yeah let's do it it's it, the name of the show is viral selfie no it's selfie viral <laughs> nope and that makes no sense see this is the reason why we're not on marketing panels it's Anyway, man, uh, I think, I, you know, with the false start and everything, I, I don't know. But I think we've hit the end of our journey this time. Uh, with that, let me remind everyone again, as I mentioned during that wonderful little ad space, that we are, I am having through my social medias, I guess, even though I don't really publish more about it. But uh, I am doing five days of giveaways. We've got the unique AMC popcorn vessels that are going out, including uh, tonight will be the Multiverse of Madness. Tomorrow will be Love and Thunder. Then Wakanda Forever. And then the last night, which I believe is Wednesday the 14th, we will be uh, live streaming over on TikTok uh, doing a giveaway of the Vector Robot. So that's the big reveal that we'll build up to and do that. So uh, go to netheadsonair.com slash uh, giveaway if you want to find out more or if that's too complex, but you follow me on Instagram or any other social medias, I've got one of those links in my bio and that'll get you there too. So that's nice and easy. Uh, Trent, what's going on in your world that you want to plug? Um, yeah, uh, just, uh, you know, if, if, if you want to, uh, check out what I'm up to, just go to, uh, uh fight TV and uh, check out, uh, devotion championship wrestling. 
Sounds good. Also want to remind everybody right now, since we are on the Smodco Podcast Network, that uh, Clerks 3 is now available on home video and uh, digital media or physical media as well if you want to get it. And Trent, if you haven't seen Clerks 3 yet, I got good news for you because once again, I bought it, uh, I bought a, uh, you know, digital and I've got a steel book with a digital code and it's sitting in the other room. So. Yes. Yes. Once again, if you're if you guys are wondering why has Trent put up with Will for over a decade, free movies. Yeah, it's for the movies. That's it. I I, I still find myself in, in the green, or is it the red or the black? I don't know. It's for the movies. Might as well be. I mean, there's no other good redeemable reason. Um, but thank you again, my friend, for spending some time with me on your Sunday. Boy, this really felt old school. Sunday at a six p.m. and tech issues and everything. The only thing I didn't do was spill lemonade yet or drive heavy equipment into a pool <laughs> right now now i'm doing can you believe we've been doing this so long i'm now literally making deep cut references on our own podcast yeah uh, uh, hey not, nothing better for those faithful fans by the way speaking of faithful fans i loved one of the photos you sent the other day uh posted on social media and in it you were in your overalls of course but underneath it was still the old tried and true pew pew t-shirt which i Honestly speaking, man, you should really, you should have a digital shop, even if it's just one of those fronts where it does, how, why aren't you still producing Pew Pew t-shirts, if nothing else? Yeah. You know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start up my own uh, Red Bubble or, or whatever it's called. Hey, here's the thing. Uh, if anyone knows on uh, print on demand uh, clothing, what, what, what I should go with, hit me up using the hashtag netheads. Yeah, there you go, man. Cause you gotta, you gotta get that bad boy back out there. It is a, yeah. it's, cause it's yeah. so simple, but so, and, and it's still one of the t-shirts I will get compliments on when I'm out wearing it. Yeah, Same, same. You got an eye for design. I don't, but you do, <laughs> which is why you should be in charge of the artwork, but you got other stuff. Anyway, again, thank you very much, my friend for your time. And to those of you that, to those of you who have been watching, or those of you that are now listening, thank you again for your time as well. I hope you enjoyed this journey as much as I did. Uh, I'm not going to say something douchey like, uh, you know, I've spoken my truth. I still don't understand that. But uh, but I will say from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. It's always nice to, uh, to be able to interact with people live as well as uh, provide something, some type of distraction from the abysmalness that is life. Uh, if not for more than an hour of time for anyone. So glad you guys are out there and, uh, thanks for joining Trent. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. As, as, as I wish the same to you and yours, Will. I would, but I'm going to have a big folding party after this. Cause I've got more embarrassingly than I wish to admit numbers of, uh, baskets of laundry to fold. So that's what I'm going to be doing, but it's also a very Zen thing to do with your Sunday evening. I'll tell you that right now. I love folding laundry. It It is one of the most, it, it's the, <clears throat> how do I put this? Like, if you ever, like, have self-doubt and you're like, you know what? I just don't have my shit together. I guarantee you, if you fold yep. and put away all your laundry, that feeling will go away. I don't know how long, but it will. Yep, it, it does. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a, it is a, uh, a good way to put a little um, control back into your uncontrolled life. Exactly. So, guys, uh, now take that little bit of advice, go into the world and and try and make your life a better thing, if nothing else, just by coupling those socks together. Uh, until next time, my name is Will. And I'm Trent. And we'll be back soon. 
This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at Smodcast.com. Can't never get nothing right, man. Can't get never get nothing right. I, I was so proud of myself that I hit the music at the same time. But people just on the video got entertained by you on camera the entire closing of the show. Uh, well, if I, 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 I if, uh, gosh, that's my bad. Uh, um, I, I should have uh, given him more of a show, like taking my, taking my shirt off. No, no, I'm just thankful. Just up and they can see that I've been broadcasting without pants on the whole time. I'm just thankful that you know we, uh, you didn't do anything you wouldn't want to have seen. <laughs> so I'm sorry, my friend, but you know what? Maybe in another month when we do this, I'll get my shit together. Actually, that's not true. One of the things we didn't talk about, but are you going to be able to do an agathon? Of course. When do we do that? It's it's a NetHeads tradition, Will. It is. So, I mean, if we do it on a Saturday, I can't. Oh, my gosh. It's, we're, it's going to be sometime between the 19th and the 23rd, I think. Right? Cool. That's, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's Next weekend is nutcracker. Life is chaos. Be kind. <laughs>